The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You think the people who lead your country have some higher form of knowledge than you do? Man, the Attorney General spoke today, and we we are in serious trouble. Plus, Dave Rubin coming up on I'm Right. We all make this mistake. I make it, too. I know you don't think I make mistakes, and that's understandable. But we all make this mistake when we think about government, the people in our government, presidents and senators and director of the FBI, attorney general. We think they have more information than we do, even the ones we hate. You know, surely they have reports. There are reports, right? We don't, we don't know where the reports would come from or anything like that, but I'm sure they've got you know, intelligence and reports and, and papers. Someone is bringing papers. But I know this is a bitter pill to swallow for people. The people who run your country are all idiots, and they have no idea what they're doing, and they're actually not more informed than you. The most powerful people in the United States of America are actually less informed than you are. I know that sucks, right? You want want informed leaders who at least have some idea what's going on. They have no idea what's going on. You know the attorney general is the top law enforcement officer in the country, right? That's his rank. So he's numero uno, right? So surely he gets these reports. He's got reports and stuff. Remember when he sent out the letter sicking the FBI on parents who were mad about CRT and masks and things like that. I mean, threatening parents with the FBI? 
Well, surely he had reports. There had, there had to be reports. Listen to this exchange between Merrick Garland and Jim Jordan from today. First sentence of your memo, very first amendment. sentence, you said, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board's time association of the gentleman letter expired, Mr. Deutsch? Joining me now, my friend Dave Rubin, obviously host of the Rubin Report, which everybody loves, highly recommend it. Dave, I'm I'm sorry, man. Maybe maybe your ear thing is working better than mine. I would have swore the Attorney General of the United States of America just said he read it in the papers, and that's what he that's why that's what he used. Jesse, first off, I want to be clear about something. I have papers here, okay? So that means I know what I'm doing, and I've got a sharpie here, and I'm ready to roll. And I was scribbling things down as he was talking. I just want to comment quickly on your point about reports and all that. You're so right. We walk around thinking that these government people know what they're doing because they're handed papers and they read things and they, oh my God, that thing's happening. All the government is good at is wrecking things and investigating itself about the things that it wrecked. That's it. To your specific question about Merrick Garland, he is an absolutely ridiculous buffoon. I, I don't know that I fully thought that. I know a lot of conservatives have thought that for quite some time, but that answer was really, really ridiculous. In essence, he said, no, there's no evidence. I mean, Jim Jordan did a great job, right? He's saying, show me evidence. Is there is there a study? And he's going, no, I've got the one piece of paper. And by the way, uh, it's not just the one piece of paper that's from the schools themselves, right? Who are obviously all corrupt because they work with Randy Weingarten and the teachers unions. Uh, it's not just them, but I I read it in the mainstream media. The media told me the parents are mean. I mean, Garland, I don't even know. He's, he, he has to go. He has to go. Absolutely ridiculous. Can I get some more paper Dave, around here? Let me get some more paper. I need reports. Someone bring me some reports. <laughs> no, no, it, it's actually funny you just brought that up, too, because we just found out right before the show started, there's a report out now that the White House actually worked with the school board to create the letter that yep. was sent to Merrick Garland to sick the... Dave, what kind of dystopian monstrosity are we dealing with here? The White House? The White House is now sicking the FBI on concerned parents? How am I supposed to take that any other way? No, you are supposed to take it exactly that way. That is what they are doing. And by the way, there's another segment from his testimony where he's going, oh, you know, we're not assaulting anyone's right to protest and we're protecting the First Amendment. But, you know, these these threats are there and that's against the First Amendment. Now, again, he has no evidence of these threats. But really think about it through this memo, what they tried to do and now with coordination from the White House is basically say to parents, you should have nothing to do with your children's education. We will brainwash them into our neo-racist, 
critical race theory, we will tell them that the color of their skin either makes them good if you're brown or bad if you're white. And if you say a word about it, if you show up somewhere, we're gonna put you on a list and make sure you lose your job or something worse. So it's not, it's not whether they were actually grabbing parents from the meetings and throwing them in the gulag. It's the chilling effect of going, hey, if you're a parent, if I show up and I say something about my kid's education, I might be under some sort of threat from the government. This is, this is communist, it's here, man, it's here. That's, I know you've been talking about it for a while, but it's all here right now. Well, no, it is, and, and look, the way they can create something out of either nothing or virtually nothing, just it is, it is powerful. It, it is like all the things we used to read about the Soviet Union. Watch this exchange with Merrick Garland real quick about the January 6th stuff. Has any defendant involved in the January 6th events been charged with insurrection? I, I don't believe so. Well, that is the word most used by Democrats here on Capitol Hill by January 6th, but no one has been charged with it that we could find either. Dave, um, January 6th, I saw virtually the entire American media and the entire Democratic Party and half of the weenie loser Republican Party scream this is a coup, an insurrection, and people were murdered, and... All that turned out to be a lie? I mean, I'm not sitting here cheerleading for, for what happened, but there was no insurrection, Dave, and yet half the country believes it, at least. Well, there's all sorts of video that's been leaking over the last couple of days of officers basically welcoming people into the Capitol, and basically all of these people, you can see them calmly walking <laughs> around with American flags. I'm I'm the same as you, Jesse, on this. I'm not defending anyone that did anything violent. And if you broke in or you attacked a police officer or any of that stuff, of course, we have laws, period. And, and you, have to, you have to uphold laws. Uh, but the Democrats have found their perfect boogeyman in this. And the fact that everyone in the mainstream media is running around saying that this is an insurrection. You know, in an insurrection, I'm a simple guy, Jesse, so maybe you can help me here. I would think if you had an insurrection, that would mean you're planning to take over the government. You might have plans. Wouldn't there be plans, papers, studies, reports <laughs> on how to take over the government, for God's sakes? Did anyone have a diagram of anything? Somebody somebody bought a Lego set, remember that? They found yes. one guy who had some Legos. Yes. But there were no plans to take over the government. Meanwhile, AOC said we were an hour, what'd she say? We were an hour away from martial law. These people are abject buffoons. Gosh, they are, I can't, you know what? That is one thing, Dave, I'll be frank with you, that gives me some level of comfort. I hate them and they're evil and they're bad and all the things we could say about them, but they are so dumb it actually makes me feel better about where we are. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. This is a point that my friend Michael Malice makes often, that if you think, yes. if you are really scared about America right now, and by the way, you should be. There's a lot of problems right now, no doubt. But like the people leading the charge against us are AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Joe Biden, who obviously is not well, and Kamala Harris, who nobody likes. It's like, you know what? We did beat the Nazis, and I know we're not exactly those people anymore right now in America, but we can find that spirit again, and we'll be okay. Dave, one thing politicians are normally pretty good at is acting like they care, right? I'm not under any illusion Republicans, <laughs> Democrats, any of them actually yeah. care, but at least you have to do the, you know, you have the sympathetic look. They all have that look. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'll pretend to care. Someone, someone call this guy. They'll do that thing. These people can't do that thing. Look at Jen Psaki, and she's doing this a lot recently. 
it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is the tragedy it, of the short the treadmill that's delayed? Right, the treadmill. Dave, they do understand they're going to have to pretend to care because normal people aren't going to have things they want to have, right? You know, we covered this on my show yesterday, the smugness that she delivered that line, the implication like, oh, you can't get your treadmill, you elitist. It's like, you know what? When you lock people in their houses and you tell them they can't go to work and then they're ordering in all day and then we're also being told that obesity and diabetes are, you know, two of the biggest comorbidities for COVID, maybe people should have access to treadmills. So the delay on the treadmill actually is not as uh, dismissive is not as nothing as she's implying it is there. But they are so obviously prepping us for more shortages and they will blame us. And everything they say about the shortages is a lie. Yes, it's really because we all have so much money right now and we're all buying so much stuff. That's why you can't get anything. That's why the price of chicken is so high right now. That's why your treadmill is delayed. Or Jesse, I've been talking about this on my show. We tried to buy a new couch, okay? I didn't. I just needed a new couch because my dog was ripping the couch apart. I didn't even care what kind of couch I got. I went on Crate and Barrel, CB2, all, you know, West Elm, all the places you get a couch. You basically cannot get a couch delivered couch. in America until about March. I kid you not. Now, is that because everyone's suddenly buying couches or do you think maybe we have a different problem? That's so funny you just brought that up. My sons, of course, because I have bad sons, broke a side table. The wife just did the exact same thing you did. Looked at all the websites just looking for a side table. Nothing fancy, yep. right? We finally gave up. We got the lamp sitting on the floor. We're just going without <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> Dave, where can people get Biden's your stuff, America, brother? I love man. your stuff. You Thanks, know? brother. Good where can people you. get your stuff? Oh, where can they get it? Well, rubenreport.locals.com. Listen, I started a tech company to fight this stuff. That That's it. Rubenreport.locals.com. Highly recommended. I'm on Locals as well. Dave, appreciate you. Good seeing you, Jesse. All right, we have more supply chain stuff. It's more than just the smugness out of the White House. We have more supply chain stuff coming up in just a second. But I know times can be a little tough right now, right? Money-wise. Maybe you've got some extra time on your hands. You ever considered flipping houses? Don't lie. I know you watch those shows. We watch those shows in my house. Oh, we just bought this house and we got to put up drywall and we'll sell it for a fortune. You know that stuff really happens, right? People are out there right now as we speak making a killing flipping houses. And you may have convinced yourself that you don't know. Well, I don't know how to flip houses. That's fine. I don't know either. I mean, I learned some from my old man, but I don't have to know anything. Flippingmadeeasy.com gives me everything I need. Everything. If I want to know what flipping opportunities are in my area, it's at FlippingMadeEasy.com. If I want advice from experts and articles and things like that, it's at FlippingMadeEasy.com. Whatever I need. Vendors, electrical work, FlippingMadeEasy.com. Go to FlippingMadeEasy.com and sign up for a platinum membership today. Go start making bank flipping houses. Use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself some extra stuff. FlippingMadeEasy.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I mean, not for you, not for me, right? But for the people who bring you the news, the people who make your laws, they're living pretty well right now. You, on the other hand, you have a future that's uncertain. That fair enough? You got a phone call from the wife yesterday asking, uh, how many boxes of paper towels and toilet paper should I be buying? 
I'm buying just like you're buying, just right now. We're stocking up on peanut butter and things because the supply chain problem that you've already heard about. Here's, here's what a lot of people are going through right now. You've heard about supply chain problems, right? You've, 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 you've seen it on my show. You've seen the news headlines about it. Supply chain problems and supply chain this and supply chain that. And this, this, all, these po- all these ships off the port, right? All these ships parked right off the port. They need to unload. We don't have enough truckers. And so you're seeing this. You've seen that. And you're starting to see just the tip of what the supply chain problem is actually going to look like for you. The problem is we haven't seen nothing yet, as the old saying goes. The truth is this problem right now, there's no plan to solve it, and every indication is it gets worse. And this is going to affect things in your life you never saw coming and things I never saw coming. The only reason I know about any of this stuff is I've been asking for people, email me if you know something about the supply chain thing from your industry. Did you know we're going to have websites going down? Did you know that? The websites you love. Well, they all have to run off different servers and various electronic parts. I'm not going to bore you with the details because I don't understand them, but... Those parts often need updated and replaced. And lots of times those products don't come from within the borders of the United States of America. And, uh uh-oh, the products I need to get my website back online, not mine personally, they're uh, parked out in the Pacific somewhere and they can't get off a ship. What I'm telling you is not, I'm not trying to scare you at all. I'm trying to let you know there is pain coming. I mean, real, like stuff you and I have never experienced before. Unless you're old enough to have lived through the Great Depression, you're just never going to have have experienced what we're going to go through. And maybe this will be brutally horrible, or maybe it'll just be, you know, a brief little, ow, that stung. But you are going to show up to places, and the shelves are not going to have the things that have always been there. You are going to experience ordering things in your life that were a day, two days, a week out, and they're going to tell you, Ugh, maybe by 2022, we're working on it. These things are coming. And here's the thing. Because our entire system is corrupt and rotted and disgusting and broken, the powers that be, the people that bring you the news and the Democrats and half the Republicans, the system, the system. You know what the system's doing right now? with this huge supply supply chain problem that's going to affect real people, people like you. It's going to affect real people. You know what the system is doing right now? What they should be doing is they should be sitting around and coming up with solutions. Let's get this regulation out of the way. Let's make sure we're, we're hiring more people here. Let's get, we have to get rid of these COVID restrictions. They should be, you know, leadership because that's what you would do. That's what you would do because you're interested in helping the country. You want to make America better. These people don't think in those terms. Remember, the people who run the United States of America all share the same three things. All share the same three characteristics now. This this is corporate leaders, politicians, media people. They all do. No love of country. Oftentimes hatred of country, but no love of country. Completely disconnected from reality. We'll get to that in a moment. And the ironclad belief that they are of a higher class and should rule over you. You're a peasant. They're the ruler. They're not sitting around a table right now trying to figure out how to solve this crisis. They're sitting around a table right now figuring out 
how to manipulate you into believing there is no crisis or you should be fine with the crisis. The things I'm already seeing out of the system and the system's propagandists, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Washington Post just put out an op-ed, I love this, telling people to stop ranting about the supply chain issues. This is a direct quote. Rather than living constantly on the verge of throwing a fit and risking taking it out on overwhelmed servers, struggling shop owners, or late-arriving delivery people, we'd do ourselves a favor by consciously lowering expectations. What? Why are you trying to get your food? Why are your expectations so high? What is your problem? Of course, they're, 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 oh, this is just one in many examples. You remember the White House chief of staff, he retweeted somebody saying, look, these problems, supply chain problems, they're high-class problems. It could be a lot worse. Quit whining, peasants. Oh, th there's a lot more. Business Insider, I love this. This is great. Business Insider, right? Don't blame the government. Blame consumers for the shortage of everything. I, gu I guess you didn't hear. This has nothing to do with COVID restrictions or California's idiotic rules anyway, or this has, certainly has nothing to do with Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg or any of that other stuff. This is your fault. Why did you do that? Why did you do this? Don't you love this messaging? Pete Buttigieg, this is the transportation secretary, right? I want you to watch this and I want you to tell me, is this a man who seems interested in solving the problem? Well, certainly a lot of the challenges that we've ex been experiencing this year will continue into next year, but there are both short-term and long-term steps that we can take to do something about it. Look, uh, part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. Demand is off the charts. Retail sales are through the roof. And if you think about those images of uh, ships, for example, waiting at anchor on the West Coast, you know, every one of those ships uh, is full of record amounts of goods that Americans are buying uh, because demand is up, because income is up, uh, because the president has successfully guided this economy out of the teeth of a terrifying recession. Isn't that great news? No, you don't understand all these, all those ships, that stuff people bought because we're doing so well. Why are you complaining? We're doing so well. The fact we can't even offload ships with the most technologically advanced country in the world, the fact we can't even offload our ships in a timely manner, it means we're doing well. Haven't you heard? Remember my sky is green theory? Is that coming back to you just yet as you hear all this? And look, what drives me crazy now is the same thing that has driven me crazy since the beginning of this pandemic. These people, the people making these policies and causing this pain, they don't live through it. They're all in fancy Washington, D.C. brownstones and millionaire homes. I saw one weather, weather girl for ABC, I think it was this morning, said something else about stop buying so much money. She's a millionaire several times over. Why are you complaining? Stop buying so many Christmas gifts, says the millionaire weather girl from TV. The people who tell you to suck it up, it's fine, we're doing well, there's no big deal... They haven't had to sacrifice a daggone thing, ever. 53.7% of Americans have already seen delays and shortages. Half the country. And there is no plan to solve it. It gets worse from here. How interested in, is Congress in sharing your pain? 
going through what you're going through? Well, in the middle of all this hardship, they just voted to give themselves a raise. I'm not making that up. These people are so wildly out of touch. We are officially in the let them eat cake era of America's decline, and it upsets me. I'm going to talk to Nan Hayworth about that in a lot more next, but first. Your home title, it's not a piece of paper anymore. It's not, it's not locked away in some bank vault. Your home title is online. It is online, and these cyber thieves spend every minute of every day prowling around online looking for home titles because when they get them, they forge signatures on them and they go to different lending institutions and take out loans against them. Not just one. I mean, they'll, they'll take out four loans against your home. You'll have to pay that loan back. That's your signature on there. Or they'll evict you. Or you'll have to pay tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees to get out of it. Or you could just go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up today and never have to worry about it again. They detect any tampering to your title and shut it down like that. HomeTitleLock.com. Nan Hayworth joins us next. We have secured vaccine supply to vaccinate every child ages 5 through 11. And as soon as the vaccine is authorized by the FDA, we will begin shipping millions of doses nationwide. Okay, age 5 to 11. That's so weird because I have this data in front of me and it doesn't look like it's dangerous for people age 5 to 11. But I'm just, I went to community college. Let's ask a doctor. Dr. Nan Hayworth, former congresswoman, joins us now and she's currently of the Independent Women's Forum. Nan, I mean, you're the genius that went to all the fancy schools and did the doctor stuff. I'm just an idiot. Do we vaccinate kids for things that are of no threat to them at all? Uh, no, uh, Jesse, we, we don't. Uh, yeah, to my recollection, when my kids were in school, which was not terribly long ago, they didn't uh, require flu vaccination, for example. And yet influenza, seasonal flu, uh, sadly, uh, does claim the lives of uh, a couple hundred children every year on average. Uh, in fact, the death toll from that even more so than from COVID. Uh, there is no reason to vaccinate children for COVID, uh, unless they have a particular uh, vulnerability. The children to whom that would apply are very well known to their parents and to their doctors. No one else needs it in this age category and arguably they should not be receiving it. Uh, we're gonna see adverse reactions because these kids all have, ro- probably most of them have robust natural immunity, which by the way, uh, is actually better for them in the long run than vaccine-induced immunity. Uh, so we're going to be seeing adverse consequences. Uh, we're putting children through uh, a process that they don't need to be put through, potentially at risk, uh, and uh, it comes at enormous expense. And why is it being done? Primarily because the teachers' unions are demanding it. Nan. Could you please connect the dots for me on that? Why why would the teachers' unions demand such a thing? What do they get out of this? It's just such a tangled web. Why the teachers' unions? Yeah, uh, well, I you know, Jesse, I call them the extortion division of the Democrat Party. So the teachers' unions are one of the means through which the Democrats essentially launder taxpayer money 
to go back into Democrat pockets because, as we all know, uh, teachers' unions uh, extract enormous amounts of cash from taxpayers, uh, and uh, they they do it with the force of government's uh, law and arms uh, to demand uh, all kinds of uh, uh, claims for uh, extra precautions, extra supplies, extra this, extra that. And while they should always have the resources they need, and certainly we don't want any teacher who's at risk uh, to suffer uh, because of COVID, uh, they, this is simply, this is a pretext for pouring more money into the education government complex. And Jesse, as you pointed out on your show last night, we certainly do um, have to always bear in mind that there can be a very cozy relationship between Big Pharma, of whom I am in many ways a fan, uh, I even worked with the industry at one point, uh, between Big Pharma and government. So Pfizer must be smiling really broadly right now. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Nan, because I'm not... I, I'm not some wing nut, okay? I've, I've, I don't tell people how to live their lives. I've never told anyone not to take a vaccine or anything. I, I, I just don't live like that. But how am I supposed to be anything other than completely creeped out when I have Pfizer sponsoring every nightly news program now, when I have Pfizer ramping up, ramping up their lobbying efforts, and almost out of nowhere, we're about to have mandates for kids to take a vaccine they don't need. Now, it doesn't take right. tinfoil on your head to realize there's something wrong here. Right. No, Jesse, it's, it's one thing when these vaccines are being offered in the marketplace... Uh, and yes, public health officials can certainly weigh in and they can say, gosh, you know, I think it's a good idea for these reasons. Uh, and others may say, you know what, I don't think my patients need it for these reasons. And, you know, that's the way a healthy marketplace works. It's voluntary. But when the government has stepped in now to mandate this and to mandate this very expensive, very unnecessary intervention, uh, that will indeed, and you know, bravo to Pfizer for developing a vaccine and going through the very expensive, I know it well, uh, process of uh, appropriate phase research uh, to conclude that it is safe uh, and then effective. Uh, but but this 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 stinks to me. This is this is not good. Nan, I'm going to play you a little video of uh, your illustrious mayor Bill De Blasio, and I'll tell you this this freaking guy. Watch this, Nan. We did the vaccinate or test option, but it hasn't gotten us where we need to go. So we say vaccinate. If you choose not to, you have the right to go on unpaid leave. We're going to work with your union to figure out what happens next. But the bottom line is we're not going to pay people unless they're vaccinated. They don't lose their jobs. They can correct and come back. I think that's compassion. I think that's right. But the bottom line is all 96% of our education employees did it. 96% of our healthcare workers did it. It's time for everyone else. Yeah, that's the problem, Nan. Even 5% of the police force or firefighters lost in New York is a really, really, really big deal at a time yeah. that a, that city so, can sorely not afford losing those guys. And none of these communists seem to care. No, uh, they don't care. Bill de Blasio does not care. Jesse, he lives in a very sheltered, uh, very well-resourced uh, at uh, taxpayer expense in large measure, uh, bubble. And uh, like every Democrat politician, pretty much, he has literally no ability to process data, evidence, facts, 
practical considerations. This doesn't enter into their world. Why? Because their world is all about government coercion. You know, you can throw reason out the window and you can like literally, I mean, what is the defining property of government? And I don't mean to sound apocalyptic, but literally the defining property of government is that it can use violence against the citizens. Uh, you know, that is that is the policing power. We see it in Australia. People are getting tackled on the streets for not wearing a mask or for, uh, you know, trying to go too long a distance from their house. It is insane. And that's Australia. They used to be, you know, kind of relatives of ours. Uh, and it can happen here, too. What Bill de Blasio is doing is wrong. The only person who should lose his job is Bill de Blasio. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because obviously Eric Adams is the Democrat nominee. Curtis Sliwa is the Republican nominee for New York City. And while I like Curtis a lot, I'm not overly hopeful that he's going to be able to pull it off. But they did have a moment in the debate last night. I want you to watch this. The city commission decided to remove a statue of Thomas Jefferson from City Hall. This does come amid a reckoning of the, over his history as a slave owner. So looking for yes or no here, candidates, do you agree the statue should be removed? Mr. Sliwell. Absolutely not, although they've made their decision. The idea now would be to repurpose and find a place for Thomas Jefferson, All right. who created our Declaration okay. of Independence. Thank you, Mr. Sliwell. Mr. Adams. You find a difficult time to follow instructions. Uh, yes, as you asked me, yes, it should have been removed. Nan, everyone's so hopeful that Eric Adams is going to be so much better than Bill de Blasio. Nan, why am I supposed to be hopeful that Eric Adams is going to be better than Bill de Blasio? Uh, only because they want you to believe that. I mean, that's certainly I we'd all like to think so. He's staked out a position that's uh, obviously somewhat more independent than de Blasio on uh, where the police should be. Uh, going in the city of New York and how they should be supported. Uh, public safety, which he knows is a hot button issue. Of course, he is himself uh, a former, uh, you know, member of the force. And uh, but you know, he's already he's weaseling about education. He's weaseling about ma vaccine mandates. He says he'd work something out. Well, there's not much to work out. Uh, when a, a certain, yes, small number of people, but a small number of people is still, uh, you know, these are American citizens with all the rights that we should be granted by our uh, Constitution, protected by the Constitution, Bill of Rights. And, you know, how is he going to get around this? The only answer for the vaccine mandate question is that we are not going to va mandate vaccines. We are going to encourage them. We're not going to mandate them. I might think differently. Uh, if this were, Jesse, if this were Ebola virus, God forbid, you know, something that really, you know, is extremely contagious and extremely fatal. That's not where we are with COVID. I don't want anybody to die of COVID, but we are far past the point at which we have to wonder uh, if you know this virus is going to be the end of us. It, it is not. Uh, you know, we, we have to be thoughtful about it, but vaccine mandates are the wrong way to go. Uh, taking down statues, will not solve our uh, the problems in our society and may unfortunately very well make them worse because nothing is contextualized. 
uh, Thomas Jefferson's uh, extraordinary work in articulating the principles that did eventually, uh, yes, it, it, it unfortunately took time to do, took a century to do, but eventually did result in this nation's uh, rejecting uh, a terrible thing. The founders and framers knew it had to happen. So, so Jesse, the, the, the left's approach uh, is authoritarian, totalitarian, uh, nihilistic, uh, and uh, completely uh, antithetical to the founding idea of this country for every citizen, the dream and aspiration of this country, that we be free. And nobody talks about, the only people who do are folks like you, talk about being free. Never forget that. That is our fundamental goal here. And that is what elevates us and makes us strong and wonderful. Well said. Nan Hayworth, you're the best. Thank you, Nan. You. Thank you, sir. All right. We're going to talk a little dome and dumber next. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about, but first. Have you ever dipped? Have you ever dip? You get hooked on dipping? You get hooked on cigarettes? No judgment here. Believe me, I've lived a rough life. Uh, you're not going to say anything to me that's going to make me shocked. I dipped for years. Loved it. Still, when I go in the gas station, I'm not going to lie. I'm eyeballing those dip cans behind. You know what keeps me away from it? Jake's Mint Chew. Jake's Mint Chew is the way you're going to quit. Jake's Mint Chew is, gonna, is the way you're going to stay quitted. Yeah, but it is. It works. It's tobacco-free, and it's nicotine-free, and it's sugar-free, but I can still have a dip. And I'll be frank with you, even at 40 years old, I want to dip sometimes. I did it for too long, and I'm allowed to have one now because it's not bad for me. Tobacco-free, nicotine-free, sugar-free, Jake's Mint Chew. And I would really recommend the CBD pouches. I love those. These little pouches in there takes the edge off because of the CBD, and they're clean. It's not dirty. It's not all that grainy stuff you're spitting out all the time. Grosses out the wife. Go to jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE to get you 10% off. jakesmintchew.com. We'll be back. We're led by idiots. Isn't that weird? And I realize that doesn't, that doesn't really make us unique, does it? I mean, if you read any history at all, you pay attention to history, you realize there are these periods of time, lots of them throughout history, where just normal citizens like you, like me, they're led by morons. They're just not led by capable people. Low IQ, just not very many abilities, just idiots. The truth is, the truth is right now, the United States of America, this country we love so much, the land of the free, right? Number one, home of the brave, biggest economy in the world, all that stuff. This country is led by morons. I, we make a lot of fun of Joe Biden on the show because he's a half-functional adult, but really wrap your mind around this while I play you this. Really wrap your mind while you watch this just brief little thing here. This is the president of the United States of America. This is the commander-in-chief. This, this person, if we were to go to war tomorrow with China or some, some big world war, this is the man in charge of our armies. Think about that as you watch this. Not a joke. I'd ride every day. I, I commuted every single day for 36 years as 
president, vice president of the United States, after my wife and daughter were killed, I went home to see my family. Never stopped going doing that. You know what? Just never mind. Look, at least people are seeing it. Rasmussen reports they conducted a poll. 58% of the country said they're not confident at all in Joe Biden's physical and mental state. 50% of the people, well, 50% said they're not confident at all. 58% said they're not confident. 53%, I love this, believe others are making decisions for him. I, but just a brief pause on that. Who are the 47% that think Joe Biden is making decisions? Have you seen Joe Biden? 47? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. And look, we're told, we're constantly told these lies. Think how few negative stories you see about Joe Biden. You don't see many, right? And we're told these lies about his popularity and Joe Biden is just really a likable guy. And you remember all that campaign stuff about, I'm just a kid from Scranton, Scranton Joe, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Well, here's how Scranton Joe was greeted when he went back to Scranton. Looks like they're happy to see him. And so that's Joe, right? So let's, let's set Joe aside for a moment and let's focus on Dome. Because yesterday was the 57th birthday of Kamala Harris. And look, all Dome jokes aside and things like that, she fascinates me. And I really, really mean this. I might actually play this video for you a couple times, but I really mean she fascinates me. And this is what I mean by that. Most politicians, most politicians, Joe Biden, I mean, all of them, Republicans, Democrats, doesn't matter. They're in politics, right? So they understand they have to get elected. People have to go vote for them. So they will at least learn how to pretend to care about people. I mean, you've seen all the political videos, uh, hugging some lady who lost her husband. Oh, can I hold your baby? Oh, look, little kids. I love kids and old people. They at least pretend to care. Kamala Harris is so devoid of any genuine human emotion. Everything she does is awkward. It is seriously as if she was programmed in a lab. They built her. She's this robot. They built Kamala Harris and somewhere along the way the scientists forgot to put in a personality because there's just nothing there. Kamala Harris had a surprise birthday party thrown for her yesterday. Of course the cameras were there and here's Kamala Harris walking in the room and shouting surprise all on her own. Surprise! Oh, you yell surprise. Look, we're real. I'm a real person. This is real. <laughs> it's so weird. And one more thing, one more thing. The kiss, I mean, that was her husband there. And don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with married people giving some smooches now and then. I want you to look at them again as they kiss and see if you see anything a little different about this kiss. Surprise! <laughs> masks on? They're, they're kissing with masks on. <laughs> All right. We have a great light in the mood yet next. We are going to pay homage to a champion. Hang on.
we don't talk about sports enough. I know it's light in the mood time, but I mean, I th- I, you have to admire great accomplishment in sports, right? And you have to admire the way sports brings out just throngs of people and how people come together to rally in support of their team, especially when your team wins the championship. To watch thousands and thousands of people come together and line the streets and cheer for these teams, doesn't that inspire you? So when I saw the WNBA, their championship team, I saw they had a parade with all their fans in attendance. I thought, man, you know, that's worth showing to the people. pretty wild down there just hope nobody gets hurt i'll see you tomorrow i'm saleya mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states in 2016 i saw how voters were leaning towards trump and how so many americans felt misunderstood by washington So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.